0: Good evening, friends, and welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined once again by the one and only Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your Monday?
1: It's uh, full of cicadas, Dennis.
0: That, oh yeah? yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think we've gotten those up here yet. Maybe it's still a little too cold.
1: A little bit. It, we're just starting to see them. I'm, I'm seeing them on the garage. So I picked up Sid from school. What we're talking about? People don't know here. Is it? Is it a regional thing? Is it around the world, or is it just America? Well,
0: it's it's definitely in multiple places because when you say cicadas, I think two things. Uh, And the first one of them is a, an establishing shot in an anime to let you know that it's either late spring or summer because they'll show wherever the scenery is, where, where the anime is set and you will hear the sound of cicadas. It's like in Japan, the universal like anthem for summer. Uh, The second thing I think of is being kid and climbing, the tree at my grandparents' uh, house in their front yard, and seeing the like shell of mm-hmm. the cicada, like they shed their skin, like like reptiles do, like snakes do. Yep, yep. and I didn't know that. It looked to me just like a creepy translucent ghost bug. Yeah, and so I was kind. Of, I mean, I'm still creeped out by them to to this day. But I don't love large <laughs> and or flying insects in general.
1: Sure. So. Well, the, the the thing that we have. At least here in Indiana, I don't know if it's somewhere else. Is that this thing called Brood X that's happening? So, uh, for those that don't know, and again, I think it's—I don't know if it's regional or it's worldwide—but every 17 years here in Indiana, at least, a uh, there is cicadas that have burrowed down into the deep into the ground and they live in the ground for 17 years, which I just think is weird. And then they, yeah, just like in
0: a in a dormant larvae kind of
1: yeah like living deep in the ground I've never I've dug in the dirt I've never pulled up a cicada thing but they come up in like droves like tons and tons and tons do do a Google mm-hmm. search video and you'll be stunned and they come up out of the ground every 17 years climb the trees or garage or whatever else is around and then shed their skin and, and I'm talking about like alien you know Martian movie creature movie type looking bugs they're about two inches you know long leave their creepy shell behind grow wings and then mate and die and then they lay lay babies they die the babies go back to the ground for 17 years it's so weird it's just the weirdest thing um but there's so many of them and and we're, and i remember the last 17 i was walking to i guess it'd be like what two times that i could remember in my lifetime it ever happened I was walking to work as a young person, uh, and all of a sudden, I saw all along the trees, all along uh, downtown, was just just droves and droves of these cicadas. Like, what is happening? I went into work, and I was like, "Did you guys see what's happened to this?" They're like, "Yep, every 17 years, this happens." Like, holy cow! So I'm I'm looking out for it now, Dennis. All over the place. They're already starting to happen on the trees. Sydney's picking them up, putting them. She's like nursing them, you know. one's a little sideways she'll pick it back up and put it on the tree so funny but nice it's good, it's good good stuff uh what do we got um this week for our uh our conversation mr Rogers? <laughs> we played we played some vr was that yesterday yeah
0: we did that was last night yeah last night so it feels longer ago than that for different reasons but yeah last week we talked about a vr game called demio and uh, we finally uh, aligned everybody's schedules to play it with the group. I know you've played with some of your uh, Indianapolis guys. But uh, yeah, you, me, Trotsky, and our buddy Chris um, got to play last night. And we had some technical difficulties. Uh, I I played without having my... Headset plugged in because I don't like the cord hanging off it, and I'm used to just playing Beat Saber, which I don't play long enough to run the battery dead. But right. I ran my battery dead and then had to plug in and deal with all of that. But uh,
1: well, that's yeah. the and, and then we had some update issues whenever one of the guys didn't have their thing updated, and that took a while. So, but the actual game itself didn't have pretty much went off without a hitch. I think people even dropped in and out because, like you said, the disconnections they, they were able to get right back in pretty seamlessly it seemed that seems difficult to program for some games so that feels good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I,
0: I yeah i definitely got what you said about it it feels real and in that it feels like a real tabletop game mm-hmm. like a like anD D thing as opposed to uh the digital version of Gloomhaven is a little more like Diablo where like you're clearly in a dungeon crawl video game. Yeah. Um where this is a different a different kind of hybrid. Um it has all the different zoom levels. Probably the one the one complaint I had is that every uh player in is represented in the virtual space by their mask and controllers or mm-hmm. in the game they look like gloves when you're the active player. And they scale depending on how zoomed in or out you are, like if you're zoomed in really tight your your avatar features are very small, and if you're zoomed way back looking at the whole table, but reached down with your controller to grab stuff, there's a big glove in the way and so it was it was off putting for me to be uh you know zoomed way in and then have somebody looking from the same angle as I am, you know because we're not we're in a virtual space. You and I can be in the same like virtual area looking at the board from the same angle, but like sometimes your mask renders right in front of my eyes and I can't see. And I'm like <laughs> sure. can can I just like turn this off or <laughs> represent it in some other way that's that's less obtrusive? Um,
1: right. It it's but, it was kind of great. You I think after a while you forget that those other people are I mean, you hear, but we're all talking and it's all Definitely collaborative, but you forget that there's those little faces around sometimes. And when you had dropped out, the only way I think we knew that it had dropped... First off, it skipped your turn. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. Dennis hadn't gone. And I looked on my yeah. wrist, which is the turn tracker, and you weren't on it. And then I kind of zoomed out. And I saw... <laughs> it's kind of really funny. You see everybody kind of leaned over the board and all zoomed way in. And they're all just circled around this, the the action... Uh, but when I, and nobody really often zooms all the way out and I was like, oh, there's one of us missing at this table. And because we were always so zoomed in, we just didn't notice it, which is funny. Uh, but yeah, I, we, we played that game for a long time and I got to say most of the time when I'll play a game in VR or watch a show or something, I'll get the VR fatigue where mm-hmm. no matter how much I'm doing or how much I'm enjoying it, I just, you know, got to take it off for a while. It, it, doesn't mm-hmm. make, it doesn't make me sick. It doesn't, like, make my head hurt or anything. I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe my eyes dry out. Um, but it, VR just gives me that fatigue for a while. And this, so I, there's no way I could last as long as I have in any other game. But this one, I got done and I didn't feel that. And I don't know why this game is different. Is it maybe because there's not a lot of moving parts or the scene isn't moving maybe around?
0: maybe I know i I get a little bit of like my neck will get a little sore it's kind of hit like I have a kind of large head so like the added weight of the headset is mm-hmm. is not uh is 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 a non zero factor um I mostly got like my face from like the thing pressing on, but I've let my Sister used my headset a couple times, and I think maybe the straps on the thing are still a little bit off. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've, Which might be a factor there, but...
1: I've, I've come to... Especially when it's one of the games you can sit down with, like, it's it's much looser, I think, on the on, on my head. I, I loosened it up pretty good. Um, and the... Um, I used to get... Like, I used to... When I first started getting my VR he- headset, I would get... Uh, I started getting headaches, like tension in the back of my neck from holding it up. And then I bought just this kind of piece that goes on the back of the head thing and it it spreads the i think it just spreads out the pressure points of it across the back of the cranium and i never have that problem anymore it's just silly it was just a cheap little like 20 dollar thing that fits on it and makes the whole thing feel balanced and uh, better i don't know why it does but it does but anyway that um yeah i said i playing for what three three and a half hours something like that I didn't get that, mm-hmm. and I haven't ever gotten that with that game. i played the whole thing several times, and I've not had that problem, which is weird.
0: Yeah, all of the the, the like gameplay aspects of it, I described it earlier today as like Gloomhaven with just the fun parts. Yeah, yeah uh, I agree. Like, y- you still only do two things on your turn. Uh, you can still um, get into a little bit of analysis process, but I think that if you're not, if you don't get sucked into the you know the ap the turns go pretty fast like you get two actions and you you move and you do something else and you can you could move twice you can attack twice it's uh i mean there are plenty of games like that i was gonna say it's like it's like dnd but that's that's not uh you can do full move but you can't do two full actions in uh yeah yeah, if, I mean, if, it's not if, the same. If but, you, if, and then you have those cards, and you, the cards are all really easy to use. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little like sometimes it's a little tricky to aim stuff right on the thing. But honestly, like for all the stuff that you're doing, it is it is much easier than uh, than you know most other things. It's it's a little tricky to like, um look at the board from above you have this sort of default angle and then you can tilt the board i think it's designed for um headsets that don't have as much movement like um like the go the oculus go mm-hmm, is sure that what it's called uh, yeah the first yeah. one like it only has it only has four direction movement or something it has two axes instead of uh three oh, right, yeah um and so that's probably why that uh is that way and The only other thing that I would say was a negative, and that was just because I couldn't quite, you know, uh, uh, wrap my head around it, is the rules of line of sight seemed. I mean, I'm sure there are specific rules to them, but it was hard to tell from the way the map was built where line of sight was going to be. Sure, and then you wouldn't know you there was no sort of prediction when you were moving either. So like you wouldn't know where you were going to be able to see and who was going to be able to see you until after you moved. Yeah. It's too late. And then suddenly you're getting shot with arrows by guys across the map. And I'm like,
1: yeah, what's the the, range on the computer. Didn't have any problem figuring that ranged out. I can say that much. Right. Like they, they, you would uh, eventually we find out things like if you're standing up high, the computer's going to figure out how to shoot you from across the map. So just Mm -hmm. sit low. Right. Or except for, or like you played the Rangers, so you that 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 part was more important for you than anybody.
0: Yes, yeah, the high ground was appealing to me, but then once you're on the high ground, you're kind of a target.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, like the most of us didn't have the the line of sight issues because we are mostly melee. I I kind of have a little bit of a hybrid stuff, but yours was you just seemed to have ranged. Yeah, there's there's definitely a few things in the game that aren't explained. And our buddy Trotsky kept complaining that he didn't know how many times you could die. Right? He's like, that for some reason that was really bugging him. Um, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like in the game. I think there's there are several things in there like that that you just like that and range and whatever that they don't say. Uh, they don't say that when you do plus one speed, it lasts through the whole game or around or whatever. Like, it doesn't really tell you. Um,
0: yeah, a lot of the a lot of the interface and control elements are intuitive, yeah. Um, You know, you sort of, you like, oh, I don't know, moving my hand, but you you turn the controller as if you're going to look into your palm, and your cards appear, like floating above your hand, and it's sort of the way you would, mm -hmm. the way you would hold a a hand of cards. That's so intuitive. It
1: it was so natural Um, feeling.
0: And you roll the dice by grabbing it and tossing it, and it, Mm -hmm. you know, unlike real dice, it doesn't matter. You could chuck it across the room, and it's just going to appear. Yeah. Uh, where it's supposed to be, but um I think because a lot of that stuff is so intuitive um they did not build in a lot of like tool tips or or assistive um uh u i elements because most of the time you don't need them.
1: I agree, and also think that uh the the idea is that they it's it's very simple and intuitive and Sure those things would be nice but they're just going to keep adding more and more to the interface, right? And then right, and right. then you hit a and point where like it up. Yeah, yeah, you're just cluttering it up and sure you've got all that information but you don't really need it. And then really once you die 3 times and then you're dead, uh you never have to look up that rule again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the uh it's the PC uh Minecraft school of um of learning. Like you learn by doing or somebody tells you and then you know. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. I say PC as as contrasted with the uh console versions where like the recipes have templates and menus and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not that sort of visual thing like uh Diablo two. Yeah.
1: And, and and really a lot of almost all that stuff that we even just mentioned, uh you do. You learn it after the first one. Like I think this was mm-hmm. the first first full game the three of you have ever played, right? And by your second yeah, game, I did the tutorial, but you're right. Yeah. For sure, and by the second or third game, you've known you know it all. You know all those things you just know, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so they' so really, I, I appreciate that they don't clutter up interface with things that aren't that that are sure they're kind of important. But once you know them, that you know them, right? Now, the other thing is, is when we talk about Gloomhaven, I I agree with that sentiment, and I can't disagree with it at all. Um, except every time I hear it, like you said it, and Trotsky says it, um, I get a little bit of. It- I get a little bit of like, I don't know what back thing. Cause I like telling people something's like Gloomhaven. It, they just, that word conjures analysis paralysis or big or show sure. involved. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the same. There's not a good, I don't have a good comparison because while there are more simple, stripped down dungeon crawlers, um, they're, they're not as popular. Right. Mm-hmm, they're not the mm-hmm. ones that people know. Like, I could tell you that it's um, that it's turn-based board game version of Diablo, but that doesn't really help you either. I can say that it's like D anD D, but D anD D has the same thing: like you're expecting a big story and role playing and really complex, advanced, nuanced. Uh, let me add a few more adjectives in there: uh, <laughs> combat <laughs> systems, and and it's and it's not that either. It I only yeah. say Gloomhaven because it looks like Gloomhaven, and it no, no, looks like you, Gloomhaven you're right to do Gloomhaven that. Yeah, Gloomhaven looks like D&D. Um, yeah. d d right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the shortest way that I can describe it, but really, yeah. it doesn't take much more than that. Like, I could say it looks like Gloomhaven, except you just have a hand of cards that are very simple, and you play two of them, and you drop them on enemies, or you move, and you roll yeah. one die, and the die says hit, crit, or fail. And most of the right. time it's a basic hit and that's yeah. all like it's, it really is like a, a very simplified or if you want to say dumbed down, like that seems derogatory, but I think in this case it works very well. I would not want to have the full like set of polyhedral dice and do all the math. Like I wouldn't want to play D and D in this interface. It would be too complicated.
1: Yeah, they they have like a a D and D kind of VR thing going through Kickstarter right now. It's not D and D; it's its own system, but something that that seems like that, where you can build you know build your own worlds and and roll your own dice, and and that'll probably fill whatever people want to do with that. But um, I, I I do I like this one because it is is simplistic and and like you're kind of doing the same thing I am. Like I hate calling it simplistic, but it feels complex enough, right? It feels the right amount. The cards yeah. are varied. Yeah. You want to use them strategically. There is there is 100% a strategic way to play this game. And if you just fumble your way through and just shoot everything and run around and not pay attention to armoring up, then you'll die. Right? I mean, pretty simply. Um, well, I mean, we, we played through and beat it, which was a surprise. But I think we had a couple good good roll-type things in there. Um, but either way, the most casual player, you know, would... Usually lose at this without at least thinking about what card I should play when, you know, someone throwing a poison bolt out on a on a little slimeling or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we did things like look actually looking at the character's immunities, etc., etc. So yeah, there's it's it's right. got it's got complexity to it, but just not too much, which I, I really love. Right um, now, the another difference between that and Gloomhaven, I think a pretty big one and noteworthy one, is that Gloomhaven is the content king on almost anything in this genre. It's got, you know, many, many classes and hundreds and hundreds of cards and characters and monsters and maps and, you know, worlds and items. It's just got so much. Um, this game does not have all that. Like, right. You got four characters, Mm -hmm. right? There's, there's one dungeon set that's randomly generated on the first two levels. Um, and it has the same creatures like you see the giant spiders the giant slimes the goblin you know kings or whatever and and that's it so while they're going to come with, with more of that stuff it's definitely not what like gloomhaven launched with right right so eh, you know i mean it almost feels like a like a what's it called early access not not that it's broken anything like early access but Content-wise, early access.
0: Yeah, you agree? it's a it's a first release. Like if they're, I don't know what they're planning as far as like like paid DLC or just like patch content updates. Um, it is a full price, at least VR full price, um, game. I know a lot of the VR games seem to start small, and I assume that is to keep the to keep the demands low in terms of like download size and uh technical requirements limitations especially quest games um presumably so that they can reach the widest um range of hardware right because there's so much different hardware and some of it is very powerful but there are you know probably still people using oculus go not the original oculus quest which is what we have and so they're designing a game that you don't need You know a a Steam VR or or the Quest Two or any of that like it's reaching the the greatest common yeah
1: like the Go is not supported anymore but Quest is the original Quest is is the is our lowest common denominator and it 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 it, it matches the thing you're just saying it's like that's you know you can't have a thing that takes up all the hard drive space like sure that sounds great to have multiple modules or whatever but. You know, if that art assets takes up half your space, then you know you're going to buy it or and delete Beat Saber. Probably not. You know, right. or, or or can it run 700 textures all at high quality textures all at once? Probably not. Right? Because um, right. it's the Quest. Maybe maybe Quest Two can. Maybe future ones can. But definitely the Rift can. One one of the answers to this, by the way, is um, Quest Two at least now can stream from your PC um, wirelessly. Wirelessly which is mm-hmm. i mean it's now you're limiting it to your computer whatever your you know computer processing power is sure
0: yeah i yeah. mean that's what every other vr is though
1: yeah exactly um so i mean i it's it's one of those things that really makes me want to think about getting a quest 2 i'm still enjoying the games i can play with the quest and i tether other stuff like I have star mm-hmm. wars mm-hmm. squadrons I'll still i'm fine tethering um this one i'm fine tethering uh, so there, there's still a lot of games that I can play on the Rift Store without having to jump up and do jumping jacks. Uh, but I know at some point that's going to, you know, come to a, come to a limitation, and I'm going to there'll be some game that'll be like Quest Two and above only. That I want to have untethered, that I want to walk around the room with.
0: Right. Yeah. I did go. I don't know if I said this before, but I I don't know, within the last week or two, I went back and replayed. Uh, Chapter 1 of Vader Immortal. Oh yeah. Um that's one that I played at your house yep. way mm-hmm. back. And they went on sale all three of them for in a bundle and I bought that a while ago but hadn't installed it and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so I did that. It's It's cool. It's I little, love that game. I love it. I really do. It's not it's not long, right? Like no nope. Playing it through the second time it took me maybe an hour. Yeah. Um but it's all really cool like you get the actual like, um, beat to you know you're actually intimidated by Vader when he's, you know, standing right in front of you, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, sort of looming.
1: And, and I um, actually really really like the second one even better because the second one you get to use like force powers, you mm-hmm. legitimately get to use the light. You get you get your own special lightsaber that's kind of story driven. Okay. That's very awesome. Um, So. Yeah. I mean, being able to pick up rocks and throw rocks or catch things that are flying at you and throw them back is definitely a a whole nother kind of added experience. Now I, I, I'm trying to think back if I've even played the third one, it's not to go downstairs and play it. Um, but yeah, Yeah. the, the, a lot of the argument on that one was, is, you know, like Bill, for example, he really wants to buy it, but he didn't want to pay $20 for an hour of experience. Sure. So I've heard that a couple of times. Um, it's but fine. I think you have to do what you what you just said is like buy them in a bundle on sale.
0: Yeah, wait till they go on sale. They're worth playing for sure. Yeah, I I would agree.
1: Uh what else did we do this week? Um we said, had uh our game weekend in person game week this week. We played yeah, you uh, did that. Small World of Warcraft.
0: So small is World of Warcraft. I knew mm-hmm. that I I knew that I remembered because I had this weird Uh, kind of experience. And I, what did I do? I think I left and then came back on Tuesday. Yeah. I think there was something going on upstairs. So I was like, I'm going to go watch an episode of whatever with them. Oh no. My sisters wanted to watch, um, uh, my hero academia because Ah, they're on season five now. And we were waiting until Sarah got back from her hike She Mm -hmm. hiked the Arizona Trail, um, and so she was gone for like two months, somewhere Mm -hmm. thereabouts. Um, Anyway, so she was back, and uh, my other sister was like, hey, are we going to watch? And I'm like, well, we have game night, but I'm not playing the game. Like, they're playing the game, and I'm listening. And so, yeah, I'll come and watch. We watched a couple episodes, and then I came back. But while that was happening, I was on my computer playing uh, WoW Classic, oh yeah and so wow at the same was,
2: time
0: <laughs> yeah it was funny i i got into the beta that's what happened the, mm, the yeah. public test beta because they're um they're doing burning crusade right yeah. we talked about this right. around blizzcon that is coming out june 1st and the pre-patch uh starts tomorrow uh, may 18th so that's very exciting sort of i'm gonna I'm going to play a blood elf again, but (laughs) it means I'm going to be, I'm going to be way behind. Pete's been playing on his own. And so he just hit 60 yesterday or the day before. And, um, because we, he, we switched servers, Um, a server that is not PVP and, um, that's good. Also has good high pop. So there are a couple of downsides to that, but most are positive where, you know, there are always people around to find groups and, and do all that kind of stuff. And I was, Leveling a druid on that server, and we're playing horde again, which is annoying to me. But, um, but you get to play a you know. blood elf, right? Yeah, I play a blood elf, but I have to, I had to wait until the pre-patch to roll one, and now I have two weeks before the expansion starts, and, um, and even though they are selling level fifty-eight boosts one per account oh, right. or whatever yeah. uh you can't use them on blood elves and draenei which oh. i get like they want to preserve that classic experience of like oh if somebody's playing if they're if they're a blood elf and they're playing a hunter like they leveled that just so that they could be a blood elf They it's not yeah. a paladin they didn't have to yeah. um and those are my th- those are the two choices that i still keep I'm not sure which I want to do. Uh, I played Hunter in Burning Crusade, um, both leveling and raiding, and then I played Paladin from Wrath of the Lich King all the way until Legion, so like four or five expansions in there. Um, and I'm not sure. I still can't decide which I want to do.
1: I, I remember I playing uh, um, what's the the Dark Paladin? Um, what's he called? What's it called? Death Knight. Death Knight. The when the Death Knight launched in and when Lich King, that's the one, I, that's when I re-rolled, you know, for like a real character. You always have altitis, tons of alts, but that's the only one that where I switched mains totally. Um, and I, I would, while I played Warlock through the rest, like Burning Crusade and Classic, um, I did, I, I, I leveled it up and played it like, you know, kept her up there, but I really enjoyed playing that, that Death Knight you know it was just a much better class for me to play and i really enjoyed it i would mm-hmm. not say that i would have as fun a time playing pre lich king with not a death knight you know what i mean like there there might be another class but i can't think of some another class that was as fun as that one just kind of fit all the cool things like you could tank you could dps you could do whatever with that yeah, class which de- is really fun
0: death knight was the first um hero class and so it it started at at level 58 yeah and so it was the first time before they started doing boosts where you could uh sort of jump start as long as you already had a max level character um and for a while they were kind of overpowered like they spent a lot of the teams you know spent a lot of energy making the the class really cool and fun and um it was really strong for a while so i get that yeah, that's my my main thing is like I liked the paladin every time I played it, but I never played it before Wrath of the Lich King. And in Burning Crusade, they're still kind of um you know, they're not the classic, they're not the vanilla paladins that really only like in raid content can only heal. Yeah. Like ret is useless and the tank protection tank is useless too. Um some people could do tank and dps in burning crusade but it was still not as viable as as it got in in wrath of lich king um and you can like people did paladin tank all the time especially in five-man content but uh the paladin builds threats slower than the warrior and the druid uh bear bear druid mm-hmm. and um and there's no taunt yet Oh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember that, like there's the counter taunt where I could get something that's targeting somebody else to attack me instead, yeah, sure. but there's no direct taunt. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, weird. And so it's a you know, I played Paladin a lot, but this is a type of Paladin that I've never played. And so I'm like, I don't know. I'll probably just end up doing Hunter again. <laughs> I'll
1: just do it. Do that again uh yes. yeah yeah so-
0: it was you said the small world and that's where i got i got sidetracked <laughs> on that it was awesome. it was kind of strange for me to uh be playing classic wow and listen to you guys play small world of warcraft because i knew it was small world and yep. i have played small world a couple of times i have a vague sense of of how it works but it was you uh trotsky justin and chris correct and I know that of that group, you're the only one that's played world of Warcraft for any significant amount of time. And right. so to hear you guys talking and like, Oh yeah. So-and-so is the night elves and he's got a thing. And what does Trotsky have? Is he the worgen? What's their deal? And you guys <laughs> are going to go, you, you got to get into, into here, into this. Is this a desert or is this, it's plains? What's that? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, overall the, the thing about it is that it's a, uh, it's a Euro skinned theme game. So it's, or sorry, Euro game skin. Because I guess you know where the it's themed just with the skin, but not like the mechanics. If you know what I mean, like it's mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, I I never felt like I was playing World of Warcraft with it. Um, it was just another board. There was not like Stormwind. There was not you know locations. Right. It wasn't shaped like Azeroth. <laughs> um at all it, they just put right. you know forests that had kind of i want to say the art style of warcraft but War, Warcraft has lots of art styles True. um but kind of like i guess the game art style maybe it main the main mm. game and um it did have uh the races in there so you you know you had your and you had um yeah. and things like that um and some of those were a little themed you know like the i guess the Torin had um a lot of guys, and then they had to attack in groups. But really, it was just vaguely similar to the races. Mm. That it wasn't like orcs always had to attack. Like that was one of the things. Orcs always had to. They got points for attacking alliance, so that that was something sure. that way. Um, but but honestly, it, it did just feel like it, they were just putting a coat of paint and then, you know, putting what put, put
0: a Warcraft skin, Warcraft on a small skin world.
1: On. Yeah, mm. with. So, and, and there's, but besides that, it was, there's new mechanics in the game. Not, again, not necessarily um, World of Warcraft. They had uh, these things called like artifacts or, uh, I don't know, places of power or something. And okay. they would randomly be placed out. And then when you'd you'd uh, um, reveal them, they would create a benefit throughout the game, right? For example, one of the, the places of power was Light's Hope Chapel. So that's a World of Warcraft right. location. so. They did say yeah. this is a location. White it's Lance. a place of power, but its thing doesn't do anything that Lights Hope Chapel or anything. It's just a game mechanic mm. thing on it, right? They just use the words yeah. um, like what. What are a few places in, in in there? Okay, we'll use those. Those sound cool. <laughs> um, so again, that's not knocking it. It's just that like if you're expecting World of Warcraft, you know, elements, you're not really necessarily going to get that from there. It's got. It, sure. I like it better than Small World likes base small world because it's got neat a few neat mechanics with going mechanics, from yeah. island to island it's got these artifacts and things of power uh the classes and races combos seem really cool and thought out um so it's it's a fun game i mean small world is a fun game in general um what was the other thing too oh it does have i will say i would be remiss i'm sure someone out there is saying what about this uh it does have a thing where if you have a An alliance race—they have the little alliance symbol on them, right? Mm -hmm. And you attack a horde. The first time you attack a horde on your turn, you get one extra victory point—just one—and that's it. Like it's not a big deal. On every round out of eight rounds, you you should score above ten points. So Mm -hmm. it's a ten percent increase boost, maybe or less. It's not that huge. Um, And the same thing with horde—you know, horde attack alliance. But there's there's an equal amount of neutral. Uh, classes too races sure And there so it's not like there's always a bunch of alliance versus horde action happening sure uh and there is yeah
0: which i think you probably wouldn't want like if it was if it was too strong it would kind of break the game
1: yeah well they have they, there is a variant that trotsky showed me in the back that you can play teams and mm. you have to pick alliance and another one's you have horde. to pick one of the sure sure yeah and and you only attack the other ones um so there probably is a themed version but we did not play that one I should say. It's not the base out of the box World of Small World of Warcraft game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's guess if you played if you played Small World, it's that with new rules, you know, new options, new classes and races basically. And and a new map, totally different kind of map, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, not not a whole lot on that one, but it was fu- it was fun. I I said it's We the experience of hanging out and doing it all together, picking up the little pieces and rolling dice. You you can't you know put numbers on that, Uh, and then eating poke bowls or ordering out, getting delivery. You know, super fun. Trotsky was a goon because half the time he's just geeking out about talking to people across the table. You know, did you notice that I'm talking to them and he's talking to them and we're talking at the same time? (laughs)
0: Did you ever notice how ears work? We forgot how ears worked in the <laughs> Zoom era. It's so funny.
1: Uh Yeah. So that th- there was there was that. That's and that was fun. And C- Sydney she has gone to this game night uh, every Tuesday since 2013, All right. So she since she's been little. Um mm-hmm. and so it's she and what she does, is she'll come in and hang and occasionally come in and talk to the people. Every once in a while, when we play like one-off games, she'll join in with us. Uh, But for the most part, she goes over and does homework, uh, watches some TV, talks to her friends on her phone. uh, You know, but she's in the room in the game room. She's just like does her own kind of thing, Uh, and she really enjoys that. Like she enjoys that. She's always enjoyed that thing with. uh, And then you know, occasionally people come over and chat with her and talk with her. So Mm -hmm. she she was very happy to come back to it too, and uh, she's a little upset that we're only going to have one more time with her before she goes to her moms. Uh, mm. But yeah, it, it's, it's kind of nice. It's nice to have, you know, back in person type stuff. And I actually like the idea that we can do things like planning, like Fox Dencon con type stuff, where a lot of people even remotely come in and we don't have to worry about, will people be there? Will they not be there? Will they have masks? Will they not wear masks? And we can just do it. Right. That feels pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And we're, I saw in the group today, they're, they're actually starting to, uh, plan Gen Con arrangements, which is nice. You know? Yeah. Get, getting that stuff going. Be a, be a different... It'll be another... This will be a very different Gen Con, I think, but...
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, guys will still be playing at the house and playing new games, hopefully. So that's fine. But I think the actual convention itself will be, I think, significantly different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm... I don't know. Well, I don't want to get too into this on the air, but I'm 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 still kind of on the fence about it which feels weird to say like i went every year from like back to 2010 yeah um yeah. but
1: i mean uh, it, it, there's the, the thing the biggest change for me i think is that they won't have as many events i mean i i'm a personal i i know a lot of, not everybody does but i like going to the events and, and seeing this stuff yeah i got i got more
0: into the events as as time went and so maybe you know that might be a thing a smaller group but like even with precautions and whatever, you know, the idea of going to the exhibit hall now, even even in September, even months from now, it's it's still like i I was less and less into it every year before <laughs> the pandemic, yeah. and now I'm like i I just can't I can't think of what could be in there that would make that worth it to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I mean, you and I are so different on that front. Front we we always have been. I could polar opposites, right? Like the your your aversion to big crowds and mine, like desire for big crowds it's so and i and i admit like even as i've gotten older it's a weird thing for me how much more i've enjoyed big crowds like i like going now to big cities where there's just like literally a million people packed into space and that makes me feel good i don't know why Hmm. i honestly don't know why and i think some of it is like for example one of the things i'm sure you probably think of like there's so much disease and virus and people breathing on each other when i don't even think of that which i probably should but
0: well, um, yeah, and I didn't used to, and I do now. That's probably right. Of main thing, right, right.
1: So I get it. I get. I get what you're saying, and, and I get how that works. Um, so it's not like not like I miss it per se. Like it's been a year, and now I'm kind of used to whatever it is. Um, but um, you know, I this this year's. I'm not sure it's going to be as big. Like, there's not going to be as many people for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so me going there and looking forward to a big crowd of people, I, I have a feeling that the exhibit hall is going to be just kind of a lot less. Like there's just not, not only will half the vendors maybe not be there, half half the people won't either. Right. So, you know, if you've ever gone on some of the light days, like on Sunday, right, when it's getting ready to end and there's like mm-hmm. not as many crowd people, they just walk through stuff. It's just a different kind of atmosphere. I'm not saying it's bad or that's just normal Every other kind of board game convention, um, but it's just going to be a little different. And you know, going though is, I think it'll be a, a one of those like I remember when Gen Con had this that one year type days. Mm-hmm. You know, that you can look back yeah. and remember it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but still, we'll we'll still have our like uh, the friend house where we all hang out and right come back and play games and
0: do that stuff anyway. So that's pretty yep. Good. Yep. be good. Yep, it'll be good. Okay, uh, hey. What else we got going? I am uh all of my family who are in the house here are back from their various travels oh. for the moment anyway.
2: Yep.
0: And uh and so we're we're picking back up the uh the good old MCU watch watch slash rewatch.
1: How, how far have you got into it now? Uh
0: this past week we watched um Guardians of the Galaxy 2, okay, which I one. think, you know, it's a toss-up, but I think I like the soundtrack to the second one better.
1: Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Awesome. Mix that might,
0: volume 2. That might just be because I have an affinity for more 70s music than 60s music. Sure. Um, possibly. But the, like, you know, using using uh the hari krishna song for the when he arrives at the planet or all the other like kind of psychedelic so like it fits with that sort of like faux eastern you know vaguely buddhist or or um hindu kind of aesthetic of uh what's kurt russell's uh name ego, ego. Yeah. ego's whole like planet and and Mystical thing like it fits with that whole theme um in a in a way that I really like, and then of course the you know the story is is uh is solid um,
1: yeah it's it, it's I've not seen it in a while I'll have to watch it again i i uh it's
0: got it's got similar elements to the original right like they yeah. don't trust each other they gotta learn and work through the things, but you get this this kind of you know sort of redemption story for Yondu and uh and all yeah. of that
1: yeah it's uh Guardians of the Galaxy is just so so much of a different animal because it's I mean it's just like comic books I guess it is that uh one comic book is a different flavor than another like Guardians of the Galaxy is so high fantasy is the word or
0: goofy at times if you know what I mean um yeah it's it's like high adventure sci-fi or something, right? Like the, they'll it's, shoot
1: lasers at guys and it won't hurt them, or you know, yeah. It's just it's it's weird. It's it's, it's not bad. M- it's just a different thing, right?
0: MCU is is very much more sci-fi than than fantasy in general. Yeah. Um, but Guardians is even more like it's not it's not the small sc- sci-fi of you know Tony Stark invents a reactor the size of a coffee cup and sticks it in his chest right right? like it's not that kind of magic sci-fi it's the like we've got spaceships out in space and we can you know we have a little we have a jetpack spacesuit that like folds down into a thing the size of a coaster and just magically covers our you know our whole body and it's definitely a series that um there's a lot of mcu that wouldn't work Without all the digital visual effects. Um, But Guardians is probably the highest on that list. I would agree. I would agree. uh, Of just like what they could do. I mean, I remember sitting in the theater watching that first uh, fight where Baby Groot is dancing to Electric Light Orchestra. And I'm like, what's going on on the screen is all like fantastical nonsense. Totally. All these colors and flashes and weird alien things i'm like this is all fake every every bit of this is fake like maybe there are some actors on wires back there (laughs) but but other than that everything i'm seeing is fake and it all looks not real because it's all this fantastical stuff but it doesn't look fake that's the thing i know it's fake but it doesn't look fake
1: yeah it's and that whole opening sequence right there is I mean, it's. It, I think they give you that opening sequence so you can say, "This is our movie. This is what. This is the kind of thing we're going to be doing the whole time." Where in the background is the actual main thing, and they're all fighting, and it's big seriousness. This is all happening there, life and death. But uh, we're just going to focus on this uh, him chase the little baby Groot chasing a thing, dancing. You know, with randomly yeah. really, the serious people jump in there, right? right? Like this again, the seriousness of the movie is there, but it's it's all background to the other stuff that's kind of. The meat of the, the, the movie, which is kind of goofy and character stuff, and character stories, yeah, yeah, because um, because they, they do, you know, in the middle of every serious enough, it's not just little quips. Like they quip all the time, like mm-hmm. Drax and and uh, what's the new girl? I always forget Mantis and Mantis. them are, are are always always there's always something they're saying that's completely absurd.
0: You know, uh, when she when she uh, out him and his his feelings for Gamora. All oh, right, right, and, yeah, and Drax just loses it. He's just laughing. He's like, <laughs> "Ah, she told everyone your darkest, your deepest secret. That's so embarrassing for you." Do me, do me.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the uh, um news on Drax, by the way, is uh, the guy that plays him. Why am I drawing a blank?
0: Uh, uh, Batista. Yeah, Dave Batista. D- Dave Batista mm-hmm. has
1: has. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, going to cough. <laughs> has come out in a kind of in a twitter he's he he is like a, one of the biggest fans of james gunn right like the okay. director for these director writer for these um and james gunn was fired from this series earlier right. on for old posts on twitter a long Tweets. time ago or yep. something yeah and then you know they dave batista a lot of people a lot of people went to bat for for him to come back right mm-hmm. yeah and dave batista was one of those that was all the way jumping off ship type things like I won't ever come back. I won't do anything. I won't work for this. And, and I'll spread the word that you're a terrible company. If you don't bring him back to, he was all in. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he was like that. And, and, uh, um, gun has, has always showed his appreciation for that. Right. Always talked about, you know, and they'll do the talk as celebrities do talk back and forth on Twitter type stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, just like last week or so, maybe it was two three weeks ago, he was they were having a back and forth conversation, chat about stuff because um, Army of the Dead is coming out, which is uh, Batista's newest Netflix show that's coming out. So he's a big superhero or main hero of that that show.
0: Oh, is that is that Evil Dead
1: related? I think it is related somehow to it, but I don't know. Okay, I, I think Army of the Dead was an Evil Dead spinoff or secondary or. Remember, neither of us watched a lot of those
0: army of dead, or maybe I'm thinking of army of darkness.
1: Maybe, maybe, I mm-hmm. don't know. Right. There is like weird zombies in it that aren't zombies. Sure. They're more like monster zombies. Okay. Um, the trailer looks great. I actually, they had no interest in it until I watched the trailer and now I actually really want to watch it. So worth watching that trailer. Um, it looks just like a fun action thing. Anyway, he's, he did that right. And he, okay. um, yeah, um, he had was telling um, James Gunn that he thinks that Guardians 3 will be his last performance as tracks. And, and James Gunn was like, you know, man, whatever you want for your career, he says, but you'll always be tracks in my heart. And then he, he responds with something like, uh, I love it, man. Love, love you. Love all the stuff. But he says, I'm like 56 years old now. I can't do it anymore. And I got to at some point say that I'm happy with what I've done and like retire right mm-hmm. from from doing stuff, I mean he was a pro wrestler bodybuilder for his whole life. I'm sure he probably just wants oh, right. to go fishing at times,
0: right <laughs> yeah. yeah, um,
1: so um, and he's you know he's hit a high point in his career, he's leading man in a lot of stuff, and um he said Drax shouldn't be a sixty year old person on the screen, it should be somebody else, mm-hmm. um so it's not like he has any any loss of love for the character or playing him and doing anything. He just doesn't think that this should be an old man playing Drax. I was like, that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of cool. That's like, yeah. That's a, yeah. a fair thing. And, uh, when, you know, Marvel made these or cast these characters, they didn't necessarily cast them young on purpose. Like, you know, we've seen so many superhero shows where their the main characters are in their twenties and it just doesn't go off well. Um, right. So they cast, you know, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. who was what in his late 40s when it started or so.
0: Um somewhere, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then uh you know uh, Captain America was in his mid 30s, uh Chris Evans. So mm-hmm. um you know they these guys are going to get older quicker than if you hired young people. That's also why they made um Peter Parker very young. Um you know an actor that was super young and with plans to hold off on Miles Morales until Tom Holland gets old. And when Tom Holland gets old, then they'll switch. Right, right, right. Um, But as these characters, as these actors get older, they're gonna have to do something, and maybe Batista is one of those, the first ones that'll bow out, and they'll have to actually replace. I mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what they'll do with that, but yeah, yeah. Hemsworth is gonna get up there at some point, and mm-hmm. maybe, maybe transition him out. But Natalie Portman's old as he is, so yeah,
0: yeah. Uh The other movie we watched was black panther did i say that already
1: oh no yeah that, that's a good um, one
0: guardian uh, Black was
1: It means you're uh wait have you seen uh captain marvel is that before or after
0: that's in oh. between isn't it i don't remember i'm pretty sure it's in between so, so, so you haven't watched that one no and so we've got uh <laughs> and we'll see it's always funny the little discussions we have in between because they started yeah. uh you know, all the rest of my family has seen it, so my younger siblings sometimes will be like, "What if we watch them chronological?" And then one's on board with that, and the other is like, uh, "No, you can't, because if you don't know who this is, then you don't understand yeah. what Nick Fury yeah. showing up at the end of of Cap means. Like, you can't yeah. start." I'm like, "Yeah, I think he's right about that, because then what do you watch? You watch Captain America: First Avenger, and then, uh, um, Captain Marvel." Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's what you, you do, and you you're, you're you're going to be thoroughly confused. And
1: yeah, and, and Nick, Nick Fury stuff. seems like a whole different character in Captain Marvel than he is in the rest of the. Industry. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Like you can't see Captain Marvel and Nick Fury without seeing you know him. And so I'm like, yeah, just stick to the air date. The only thing yeah. that we did is we almost swapped, uh, um, Black Panth- Black Panther, and Ragnarok, yeah. and I think the argument was. Uh, uh um, Ragnarok leads right into Infinity War Sure In terms of the ends of the two movies And we eventually Oh well We're going to end up doing that anyway Only because uh we didn't want to Watch Ragnarok without uh, my dad Who was still outside uh, Working mm-hmm. on some stuff when we started the movie Because uh, he loves that opening sequence In, in Thor Ragnarok So we'll end up doing that anyway But we're like if we watch them all within a week or two, it's not going to matter. Like, maybe when you saw them in theaters, Infinity War started and you're like, wait, what happened at the end of Ragnarok? Like, that was yeah. a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, it's it's not going to matter uh, uh, now. But, yeah, we have yeah, just... Yeah, Ragnarok ends on a
1: hopeful note. Like, the, he's got Asgard. Yeah. Well, Asgard's been destroyed, but they're like in a ship and all the Asgardians are going off for the future. And now he's, right. he, he's king of Asgard. And like, hey, it's all good now. And then you start off with an Infinity War and it's not great.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's oh. gonna be so we've got just Ragnarok left before we get to Infinity War, so it's gonna be interesting. And I'm I'm curious to see what they will say when we get to if if there's a if there's a vote to just skip Captain Marvel, because I don't know that you really I mean I mean yeah, I don't maybe. I don't
1: think you can. I, I honestly don't think that I mean think the entire thing of her coming in to save the day is I just don't I mean that would feel like a terrible letdown that you spent like 10 years worth of watching movies. And then all of a sudden this person comes out of nowhere and saves the day. And you're like, who's this person? Can you imagine that? Like,
0: does she a- save the day though? Really? I mean,
1: she, no, but she comes in, Yeah, she does actually. Cause that's when they're, remember they're, um, uh, shooting down and destroying everything. Cause he says like rain, fire down. And he's, they, this, all the ships start blowing everybody up and mm. rockets about ready to die. And everybody's going to die. And all of a sudden, this uber-powerful character comes out of nowhere, destroys a ship single-handedly, destroys another ship single-handedly, and then starts taking Thanos down.
0: Sure. You're like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's fine. I just know that none of them really liked it, and so they'll yeah. be like, does it, does it matter? And, like, the the setup of the Kree stuff kind of matters, but it's not like you can't explain who the Kree are in about 30 seconds.
1: Uh, you, um, wait, you mean the scrolls or the
0: Kree? the scrolls is who i mean yes right. um, yeah
1: i mean yeah i i agree that i'm not a fan of the the show not that it's bad i just didn't care for it too much um so I, I i guess i'm on their side with that but
0: yeah i mean it's i don't i didn't hate it or anything i'm just my remarks on it are are kind of reactionary to how much praise it got where i was like eh don't yeah don't hold it up next to black panther like yeah yeah no black panther was
1: uh, a, definitely a better better one um yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I agree that I think you should still watch it because I would feel cheated. Sure. You know, because the, my real big fuss, I would be just going off about why didn't they just have somebody else do that? Why didn't they just have this guy do it or that guy
0: do it or that girl do it? Sure, sure. Instead of
1: some guy I have no idea even who
0: is. Right, right, right. And so yep. we'll we'll watch what else? Uh, Ant Man and Wasp was in between, also, mm-hmm.
1: right? Uh, Ant Man and Wasp. What was between um, Infinity War and uh, Endgame?
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. And so was Captain Marvel, right?
1: Um, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Because I'm trying to think of the endings. Um, Captain Marvel, Marvel tagline, um, doesn't um, no, that's the end of Infinity War. Actually, I don't know where Captain Marvel comes in.
0: Because we see her, the first time we see her is when, like, she shows up and meets Thor, right? And, like, she doesn't flinch at the hammer right? and all of that. That's set up for Endgame.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah.
0: Um, Because I know that, because I looked it up last night and we were watching, it goes Black Panther, Ragnarok, Infinity War. And then there were two movies in between, which is kind of wild. Um, But... Yeah, we'll probably do, because I think this is the way they aired, maybe not, um, we'll probably do Captain Marvel and then Ant-Man and Wasp, and then, boy, that's one, Ant-Man and Wasp would have been one that you're like, this movie, you could probably skip this movie. Like, it's good, it's funny, if you want to watch mm-hmm. it, you can, but in terms of, story, mm-hmm. until we saw Endgame and we're like, oh, no, actually, you super need you super need it right and and nobody saw that coming i'm sure somebody did but yeah kevin feige did right
1: Mm -hmm. yeah the 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 whole time travel that the mom is still alive and that's important that that time works differently and then him getting stuck there is super important um yeah that 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 was a cool, cool ending scene too is when he goes down into quantum and then he's talking back to people and all you see is like ashes on the rooftop like no, mm-hmm. oh, they got sucked away into the thing. Right, right. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, I just watched that not too too long ago, like in the last month. It's still a, a fun movie. I mean, mm-hmm. Paul Paul Rudd is great. Evangeline Lilly is way too serious in that movie. Like she's just a pain in the neck. I really don't like her character at all. Um, in the but,
0: in the first one or the second one? The second one, I think. She's okay.
1: just like she's just her and her dad are just so angry at Paul Rudd for going on the Captain America Civil War thing. Like oh, they they are sure. so angry at it. Um and I think they I can't remember they had to go on the run because like he didn't sign the Sokovia accords or some kind of
0: nonsense and right. was in that well, whole he's, thing. He's he's under house arrest at the beginning of the movie.
1: Yeah, he's under house arrest and, and they didn't like that he took the suit without them and she's mad because he didn't invite her. Uh, So anyway, for most of the whole movie, they're just uh, buttholes like they're complete buttholes (laughs) and they're jerks to him the whole time. They're they're sarcastic. They put him down and she's like a total badass fighter, but is like, again, a jerk. And like, I I don't like her. So I I say that. But Paul Rudd saves every scene like she she could say something snide and jerkish. And then he'll come back with something happy and fun that not just balances it out, but makes it great right yeah. yeah you know she'll she'll insult him and he'll do like a gee golly willikers i'm really sorry guys you know like oh he's so kind
0: you know <laughs> yeah just, paul rudd just, is great in those movies He's just so and good. Yeah, and and civil war like we watched that and i love the i'd forgotten about the scene when um they put them all on the raft and they're yeah. all like they're they're trying to they're trying to dress tony down and he's like hank pym always said never trust a stark like, right, who are you again
1: <laughs> come, come on man come on man like, he's so disappointed <laughs> i i do like in civil War when when he's getting ready to turn into giant man and he's like uh i mean the whole scene he's got several scenes like when he's on the arrow uh go ahead man i got you arrow guy he's talking to hawkeye he's holding on to arrow. yeah yeah and, and then when he's running he's gonna turn into giant man he's running on like the the staircase for the for the airplanes he's just this little b thing running on the the steel mesh ground Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like it's so good or or like when he goes into tony's suit and i'm like oh man this dude can single-handedly take out tony stark
0: because that's what he that's what he did to falcon and then Yeah. yeah and then of course the iron man suit is better and so he just blasts him with the like fire suppression stuff
1: It was still pretty great because he was tearing it all up. He was
0: like, oh, Oh, yeah. He's like, who's talking or
1: who's speaking?
0: (laughs) He's like,
1: conscious. We haven't talked in a while. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's that's a good bit. Yeah, it's a different it's a different him from when he meets Falcon and he's just like pulling parts out of the suit and he's like, Sorry. Sorry, I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> right. oh,
1: or, or after they capture him at the end, when he's gigantic and he goes back down, and he's like, has anybody got any orange slices? Orange slices? Orange. Paul Rudd is just so perfect for that. I, I watched. I said I watched the uh, Paul Rudd and and Chris Evans interviewed each other type thing, and, and mm. that was re- that was really great because they're they're both so appreciative of the MCU type stuff in their characters. Sure. And they re- they really love the fact like Paul Rudd. You can tell he genuinely enjoys playing the character that he's playing, and then, Mm -hmm. and when he interviews it, he still feels that way. Like I get to do all this cool superhero stuff, and I love it. Right? Yeah, that's pretty fun. Uh, So yeah, uh, it's good. You're gonna go. How's how's your uh, mom been uh, sticking with it? How's what's the general feel? Uh,
0: We we paused Black Panther at some point. Uh, I want to say it's around the time. I mean, this whole conversation has been spoilers, but these movies are a couple years old now. Mm-hmm. Around the time that Killmonger goes into the Vision Quest uh, oh, yeah. thing and sees the past, the flashbacks. Or yeah. no, it's not him. It's when, um, when he when T'Challa is talking to
1: uh, Force Whitaker. Oh yeah, um, okay.
0: and he. Oh, tells that's a him, big scene. That's a big scene. Yeah. Okay, he's he's telling him about the past and. For whatever at the at the time it was, mom was falling asleep, and so she oh. was missing stuff. And we're like, okay, let's stop it. Like they did that while I was in the bathroom, and then I came back, the movie was off, and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> um, and I don't know. They were trying to. You were
1: like my 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 let's uh, let's go run run go pee thing. Said it was fine.
0: Yeah, yeah and then <laughs> and then the movie was off, and we were we were taking a break, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and then. And then we then we started it back up, and uh, it seemed fine. Um, Black Panther was the one that most, that, you know, was the one that I was the most like. Are they gonna like this? Like this is a it's a weird, different kind of story, and mm-hmm. it's and it's very, it's more political commentary than most of the socio political commentary than sure. most of the MCU. Oh yeah, um, definitely,
1: definitely. And, but, and it's, it's also very sci fi y too, right? It's, it's a
0: yeah, it's a little jeez. Because there's sorry.
1: mystic things and
0: uh, yeah, and and you know the weird sort of magic thing. And boy, I noticed after watching Captain Winter Soldier, a um, Falcon and whatever that's the same it's both. Yeah, yeah, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That um, boy Killmonger is the perfect example of like all the things he's saying seem. You know, pretty right and reasonable, but he's such a like rude, disrespectful jerk, like yep. murderous. Yeah, I mean, he's called Killmonger. That right. I'm like, I'm like, oh cool, we can we're we're safe disregarding his message and labeling him a villain because he's such an a hole, right? And, right. I mean to to the to give credit to the movie, it, by the end it does not do that right. Like T'Challa takes takes some of his advice even though he uh you know fights him yeah um
1: i mean that that, that's kind of the point there and i and i loved the the way they did it's one of the things that made that movie a great movie was that for all the reasons you said it's 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 uh killmonger was was the perfect kind of villain because he was his message was right but the way he did it was wrong he's way he's way better than what they did in falcon the winter soldier right that's maybe what they were trying to go with, with the uh, flag smasher, but they did not succeed in that level of, of, of stuff because, well,
0: yeah, I mean, because the, like the message isn't clear, like in, in black Panther, I know exactly what they're saying. Right. Yeah. But like, you guys are here with all these resources and they're killmonger makes it race related, but yeah. T'Challa doesn't, um, yeah. at least not overtly. Um, because it's it's true. I mean, it's a message of, um, uh, I don't know what adjective to use here, but it's a, it's a, it's a message directed at privilege, right? At people in privilege, yeah. like right, right. The right. the Wakandans are are fortunate and blessed just because this meteorite happened to land right in their in their country, and they've been there hiding and hoarding that 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 benefit and that blessing for all of this time while, you know, people outside are suffering. Right. Like it, it, it transcends the, the racial uh, message that they're giving.
1: Um, I mean, it fits with both things, right. It does have a a racial thing, but also is, that is a really good thing is that it clearly is speaking to race, but also at the same time, isn't it's, it's, it's much more broad than that. You know, it can apply. This message can apply to all things.
0: Yeah. And, um, And yeah, and and Killmonger is
1: is a lost boy um, who is beyond redemption. Kind of what it is, right? Like he's he's no longer like a sixteen year old kid where they can catch him before he goes off and starts murdering people, right? Yeah, like
0: he's 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 gone beyond beyond redemption. Is a good, and he he still does sort of have a you know a, a deathbed confession kind of redemption but uh. right
1: yeah the and the um when, when like you said when T'Challa you know actually hears the enemy right he he hears what he's saying at the end what well, was it uh yeah Falcon and Falcon Winter Soldier they do have that long monologue at the end where where the Falcon tells the people like
0: yeah the that's, that's, are off, that's but, the point I was gonna make like the message yeah. in Black Panther is very clear like yeah, m- maybe the details and the implementation are are not, but it's because because of this this setup of Wakanda and everybody else, like it's pretty clear the message is you you should be doing more, you should be helping, you should be um, giving and and and, and that know. people
1: are suffering out there,
0: and that people are suffering out there, and you have the ability to help them, and you're not, and that is wrong, yeah. and the The message in Falcon and Winter Soldier was just like, "This is bad, and you shouldn't do this." But what you should do is better. You should do something better, and I don't know what that is, and it's going to be difficult. But you should do something better. And yeah, I'm like, right. Could you? You wanna? You wanna be a little more specific, maybe? <laughs> you know? Right. I don't and, know and what I don't know what I wanted to say, but. You know, something more than
1: well, the worst part was that out of that six, is it six episodes, um, they spent like 15, 20 minutes at, in the last episode, the last bit of the Falcon talking to the press and the, the congressman or whatever, and actually doing a monologue speech about that instead of letting it all fit into the whole narrative, the whole story like mm-hmm. like they like the congress people were should have been t- you know learned the lesson they should just like t'Challa learns that lesson he you know and the people in the movie when you're watching black panther you see it happening you see the bad things happening they show yeah, it, right yeah show, i mean
0: it. i mean maybe show show um um show sam like, giving that monologue and then end with a news report or one of those politicians one of those congressmen doing or saying something like show show the effect like yeah right even i mean it could have been nothing more than like them sitting down in a room and going we're not going to do this let's figure out something else else. who has some ideas and just cut at that like that's just as vague as the sam thing but uh more satisfying i feel yeah
1: and and you know that that's all what in black panther that's exactly how it ended too like he comes out and he says no longer can we stand here and do this anymore and he was taking to heart the lesson that he learned Right. And it's the same thing as, like you said, if the Congress people had come out at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier and did what you told, just said that they should do. Yeah, that would, have, that would have made that a lot more impactful. And Sam would not have had to have said, but even a five minute speech or he would have scolded them a little bit and said, You're not doing enough. And look, this is what caused it. And this person is dead because of that. That's all he had to say. And then yeah. you see the scene of them being wise, you know, wised up to this stuff. Uh, you know, nobody wants to be preached at. <laughs> so I think no. Falcon can only get one shot at preaching at people. Right, right, right. As Captain America before, before he can't do that again. I right? I am
0: curious to see what they do with Wakanda and the Black Panther story now moving forward. Yeah,
1: I, I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little I don't know that the writer has come out and said that he's going to make it more about Wakanda and less about the throne. I don't know what that means. I'm, okay. um, I'm, I'm a little worried that it's going to lose its focus because they, they want to um, respect Chadwick Boseman's passing. You know, yeah. all, every single yeah. person involved in that of course. is deeply hurt. But because of that, I, I worry that they are going to let the, the story slip. Mm. Right. I, I don't think that Chadwick Boseman would want the black Panther franchise to be any less powerful or any less as important he would want it to only grow and become bigger and more relevant. Yeah. Um, whether that be replacing him or not. Now, I also say that, that probably after this one, which will probably be respect for Chadwick Bozeman uh, two, uh, then the third one will be an actual new black Panther movie. Right. That's my, that's my, my thought on that. Um, I can, yeah. I, I respect you. I think, I don't know how they'll ever replace someone as perfect. And I actually, while watching Ant-Man, and stuff. And, and the Avengers, I keep, I keep thinking like, Oh man, I'm reminded at at how perfect this guy was made to go and be a leader of the future for the MCU. Um, and then, mm. you know, him and him and Captain Marvel were seen as the next leaders, the next Iron Man and, and Captain America. Mm. And then now, uh, Captain Marvel wasn't as popular and Chadwick Boseman passes away. Right. So they clearly had to pivot a lot. Um, but yeah,
0: it's weird. I see, Sorry, you're you're coming up on it. You're coming on the I big ones. I see them doing a lot with with Peter Parker. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe
1: May, I mean, it's it's hard.
0: It's I hard, see it, right? I see it in Tom Holland. I don't know that I see it in Peter Parker. Yeah, It's
1: hard because they don't own that. They can't make their whole thing. Oh
0: yeah, up. that's you're right. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: Now Mar- um, Marvel is blending that into this kind of thing. Is that? marvel is being okay with making a sony universe like they're helping with um mm. uh, you know encouraging carnage to come out because they're uh helping with is that,
0: that the right? is that the venom sequel
1: yeah the v- venom sequel okay. um and they're and the, the word is that they're they're working like michael morbius there's a morbius movie coming out and uh, mm-hmm. so sony owns that one and that's uh that's a Spidey verse type thing. And and the word is that that will have venom and Spider-Man hooks through it as well. Okay. Um, so eventually they'll, they'll start, um, building up to a proper kind of, um, Spidey universe type thing, which is what Sony wanted to do with the Andrew Garfield stuff, but they're just terrible. Just like everybody mm-hmm. else. They're not Marvel. Um, yeah. So they try to pack too much stuff with not the right actors and not the right scripts. And, uh, Sony yeah Mar- Marvel's going to make a Spidey universe and with Sony. I think that'll go well um, mm-hmm. I, I, I I'm waiting to see the eternals because I'm wondering if the eternals are going to be the next Marvel you know center, but who knows hmm. Hmm. we'll We'll see as things go along.
0: yeah, yeah um in other news, I finished uh Shadow and Bone last night Oh
1: yeah i haven't seen I haven't seen the rest of that Sid and I are taking a little bit slower. You finished it all though? Does it have a resolution? I don't know if this is a continuing series. I don't know. Or is it a, I don't know the story on it.
0: Uh, There could be a a season two.
1: Okay. I mean, does it have a resolution to something?
0: Yeah. Yeah. To some things. Okay. I don't want to spoil it. So.
1: Sure. Yeah, for sure. I I didn't know if this was like the entire book series or if it's like, this is book one of. I know there's like a lot of these, but yeah,
0: it feels it feels kind of like a book one.
1: Oh, it does. It feels like a book one. Okay, I started watching uh, Jupiter's Legacy, that the new superhero one. Mm. It's I saw
0: it's that different. on my Netflix thing, but I haven't seen it.
1: It's got yeah. I I I was impressed by the first episode, like pretty impressed, like. And they have a really they kind of end it with a really big superhero fight. Okay, um, but I mean, and I really enjoy. I was like, oh, I really like that, and then I caught myself and i said you know what i also really really liked falcon winter soldier episode one when they had a big mm-hmm. huge thing <laughs> I, got, I gotta I got be really careful about you know sure sure those kind of things um yeah just just one episode was fun but it has a lot of the angsty angstness in there sid watched part of one like she just saw she came in the room and was sitting there for like 10 minutes when they were talking and she's like it feels like very heavy like yeah the whole show is very heavy you know, mm. it's uh the ideals of the past versus mm. what what society lives like today and sure, can sure. they ma- can they match together or not and i'm like ah, that story's been told i like so the actors match. the thing is i like i like go, at least all the adult the, actors are pretty good
0: go back to that aristotle quote about how young people these days don't respect their elders right i mean two thousand yeah. years ago
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the it feels though that like uh, this one is a um, so far in the like, one or two episodes that I saw, it's more like the old people aren't giving up. The future is what this this is about. Oh, it's not really like okay. it's not like the kids aren't respecting so it's their parents versus
0: millennials.
1: Yeah, it's like that. It's like the okay. yeah, it's it's you know what that is a really good thing. It's the the old people are still powerful and big and in charge but they are just forcing everybody to see things the way they want them to see them because their way is right and and everybody else is like man this is just terrible because this is not how this is um you know and like they say 78 percent of americans believe this thing which is not what you believe um and they're like sorry this is just the way the america superman way is right um and that's that's kind of what it seems to be like so far. Which is, it's fine, you know. I, I don't not against that. I've Heard this story multiple times in
0: the past. Right, right.
1: But there's always it's always being retold for a new generation. Sure. This has got uh, hyper violence in it, so there's mm. boys level violence to it. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's got some good actors. They use the the DC kind of comic booky look, so their costumes are very superhero or Superman. Sure, Wonder Woman kind of looks big, to them.
0: Big luchador suits with capes and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: that kind of stuff. Again, not bad. And the so far the graphics and the the CGI and all that stuff is is really well done. Really well done. Mm. Very believable. Uh, so and and I, I only the only thing I worry about is like after the first couple of episodes that they, they're just going to get deeper deeper into whiny whiny kids and mm. grumpy old men. Right? Uh, I don't want to see that.
2: So.
0: <laughs> yeah i i i haven't watched any more of um uh what is that superman and lois kind of for the oh, same yeah. reason it just didn't the episodes are very long and it just didn't it didn't grab me like i'm not really that interested in superman's son goes through high school like that,
1: that that's exactly what that sounded like right that's exactly what yeah. that sounded like yeah which which also makes me not want to watch it
0: right it had a little bit of a twist in the pilot in the first episode, but it just yeah. didn't didn't grab me. I'm also watching a lot of um uh new anime this season, so I don't mm-hmm. have, and you know, still working through uh uh The Last Kingdom and All oh, right. Yeah, you gotta face that one. when I'm playing yeah. WoW or something, I'm still watching uh uh West Wing or listening to it. I'm up to That's always just a good background one. I, I'm up I to season four
1: so good yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: what 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 any major things happen in season four i'm just curious what because i uh i've thinking.
0: only seen the first one and the opener to season four is when uh toby and josh get stranded in indiana
1: oh <laughs>
0: okay uh amy adams is there she's the she's yeah. the one the one uh liberal family in indiana and everybody else <laughs> they meet is like shooting them dirty looks one guy even asked like some teenage girl asked him how many babies they murdered yesterday. That's, and I'm yeah, like, that, oh that's boy. exactly
1: like the streets of Indiana, sure, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> you know? it's, sure.
0: It's funny, I told our buddy Fox that, that was sort of what I expected West Wing was going to be like because I grew up, you know, it was on while I was in college, but you know, I always thought of it as just like hard hardcore liberal propaganda. And it's mm-hmm. and it's really not the characters are You know, Mm -hmm. most of the characters are Democrats, but they're, you know, they have they still have differing ideas about the details of policy. And even the majority of the of the conservative or Republican characters that they write in are still reasonable. And, you know, they have good reasons for the things they believe that are not just um, oversimplistic and, you know, will sometimes sometimes challenge the others and, and have some like you know, it's all written, right? It's all scripted. So it's nothing like the way people really argue, but it's still, it's still good. It's most of it is just kind of clever, funny workplace writing. Uh, Yeah.
1: I I, I think I said this like last week, I think they just overstayed their, their writing ability. Maybe like Mm. they're, they like, you just said, they're so clever. And so good and they got so many topics and stuff but after it goes for so many seasons then they're like okay now you're just kind of running out of material
0: yeah we were we were what were we talking oh i was talking to somebody about this with um manga though the same is true of anything tv shows like lost i use it as an example a lot or how i met your mother or uh comic books are probably similar to uh manga because you it takes a lot of work right like manga are usually in black and white but it's Mm -hmm. still like you know for your average 20 page uh, manga chapter that's three pages a day that the artist has to do and write and come up with story and so you're you're getting the story in kind of this trickle and it's a creative career so there's um, usually not a lot of money in it unless you get lucky and something something takes off but then you have this like well now you have something that's really popular that people want to watch like Lost and right. uh maybe you only had this much story but you're like well if people want more story like we can put more story in or the network wants the show to keep going so we'll put like whoever there's pressures from all sides and if you as the creative enjoy the property then sure you want to spend more time there but you hit a like a like a plateau of yeah now you don't really have anymore and in the case of tv like tv is so collaborative um you know in terms like writers rooms and different directors and all that kind of kind of stuff where you you'll get to a point where some of the original creators are a little are a little burned out like maybe they'll stay somewhat involved or um or not, but they, they want to move on to something else. Like they want to do something new and yeah, they'll, they'll help. But for whatever reason, like they leave and now you've got, you know, the, the, some remnant of the show and maybe you bring a couple of new people and sometimes that helps and sometimes it doesn't, but the show changes. Right. Yeah. Um, right. You know, you, you don't have the original, a couple of the original writers that put in a lot of the, the best stuff like they're gone and now you're trying to, Trying to compensate for that with uh, with other people's work, and it's just not the same.
1: You used to talk about like anime. I I wanted to say something in our last little bit here for the show. I was saying this week, sitting with Sydney's watching. um, I mentioned she's watching uh, Attack on Titan now. Now Mm. she's finished with My Hero. And uh, you know, I I have I, I. You and I go around around with years we've had of trying different anime and and series, and something's hit with me. Something's not. You're you're definitely the Uh, the better of us with anime fans. Um, But I can never always, I can never really pinpoint, have never really been able to pinpoint when an anime would work for me and when it doesn't. And some totally can and some, and I've always just kind of chalked it up to my mood, right? It's just my mood. It's whenever I'm in the mood.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, that's that's true for a lot of things. And I I have the same way. I'm like, boy, all the, the, the description of what this is seems like it should really work. And then I get into it and it's like, oh, boy, like, there's no tension. Like, yeah, this guy woke up in a fantasy world, but everything just works out for him. And, yeah, yeah. And even, the, like, the stuff that works out for him isn't really all that great because it's just, like, here, and it's it's this girl, and he walks her home to keep her safe, and now they're probably going to get married. And there was yeah. nobody else who really who really had their eye on him, so there's no love triangles. And... Yeah. And and it's just like the most boring thing I've ever seen.
1: Yeah. America. Well, yeah. The, the, yeah. And, and I think last week when we were watching this, much to Sydney's annoyance, because I was trying, I was, talk, I often will talk out loud and try to figure out things in my head. And we were watching. Oh, yeah. uh, that's, that's, for,
0: that's fun for people watching stuff. I, know, it's I do that. Terrible. I, do I know. Too.
1: It's ter- It's terrible. But so I was sitting there, and and um, it's um, Tech on Titan, and she's passed the part that I had seen. My comment on Tech on Titan has always been that it's too slow. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that I lost, I lost interest and in couldn't get it back. It starts
0: there. out really fast and then slows way down.
1: Right. So, so we're watching it and I, as I'm watching it, you know, it's, it's cool thing. And I remember this is no one needs to know this by the show is that at, a lot of it takes place in the city. There's the city stuff. And then I remember seeing some episodes in the future where they're outside the city mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, okay. So sometimes they, at some point they go outside and there's things that are outside besides this just city attack that seems to be going on forever. Um, um, and, uh, so I was like, oh, you know, I'm sure the story moves along, but it's just so long before they're moving along. So we're watching this and it's outside. Like I'm watching what said Sydney's watching on the screen and they're outside. Okay, cool. This is, maybe I can see what's happening here and see that, try to remember some of the story. Um, but they're they're in this episode, they're running from a, a Titan, right? They're, they're running from one place to the next on their horses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they sit and they just talk and they talk and they talk. And yes. it's just it's some just of,
0: um, some of those outside parts are more slow and boring than the stuff in the city.
1: Oh my god! And, and the whole scenes they're they're riding fast and you like there's the speed lines in the background and mm-hmm. there's you know they're they're doing the, they're in a panic mode. But the things they talk about are just like totally asinine. The, the one guy would say like uh, I last time I saw Aaron he was at the fort to the north and they're getting ready to go attack the Titans. And then there's three guys riding along. And then the middle guy goes, but I thought Aaron was at the South because they have a a garrison down there too. And I liked that he always wanted to go down South. And then the third guy chimes in, but I think Aaron might be going to the West. And I'm like, oh my God, none of you guys know, and none of this matters because you're not actually going to go meet him. This is just clearly written out of the manga that is too much, right? And they Mm -hmm. do this for like seven minutes straight. And then they go and do another thing for seven minutes straight on a different shot with the same kind of topic. And I'm like, this is all fine and well, and I'm sure it has reasons because it's establishing more in-depth stuff about character relations or whatever, but nothing is happening on the screen. I'm just reading subtitles for (laughs) 20 minutes straight. Right. Um, I have one the the, like the same one shot, just like, or some three shots or something. And that's when it kind of dawned on me is that like, I think it's not, I know what we talked to you, you sometimes had said, you know, maybe you like more heavy action type stuff. But I don't think that's the case either, because I've seen a lot of heavy action shows like Dragon Ball Z. that are just as boring because they take forever. Right. In their same thing. I think what it is, is that some anime and I would say the majority of anime is very slow paced. Like they just do a lot of extra stuff and say a lot of different words in a scene. Then hmm. you would get in a Western thing. And all I keep wanting to do is like, God, where's the editor in this? Where's the editor in this? Cut this down. Get get to the sure. point of what is going, you know, the Titans are here and there's, a, there's, a, there's definitely a main story happening here, but it's certainly not about where the hell Aaron is, right? right. Um, it's the, get to the story that's the most interesting, coolest part because almost every anime has a really interesting story or a background or a world that is so unique. Right. That mm-hmm. only the Japanese mind can really conjure up with characters mm-hmm. and um yeah, monsters or things that are totally unique and and driven, but then they just spend so much time on an angst of a little boy and his dad and why he needs to get in this you know, giant robot. Right. Yeah, and I like- mean
0: I don't I don't want to lump all anime in with uh Evangelion, sure. but right right um, but
1: you, you know what i'm saying it's it's yeah, i think it's that's the I point don't know, of it
0: but. i don't know if there's if there's like stuff happening with the language and the translation that's maybe not working or even if maybe. you compare like you know you compare things made in england to things made in the us and there are, uh, there are a lot of differences that are maybe a little more subtle um you know than the things we notice right away like the accents and the speech patterns well
1: that well that's that's what i, that was, I was saying as i started to think about the the pacing and the time and realizing that pacing is probably my issue the most is that when i watch western anime which we now we definitely know those differences like mm-hmm. um you know um i already said pacific rim was a perfect example recently okay, sure. uh, castlevania the, the um dota one mm-hmm. they don't have that uh same with even to the extent avatar they move the plot along. They definitely have points a point b and they're going towards them.
0: Oh yeah, it's the thing we talked about when we watched Spirited Away where yeah. like that movie will have these crazy fantastic sequences and then just kind of a break afterward just yeah. a slow kind of relax a little bit and then pick back up and more stuff happen. It's it's a little more noticeable in that than others, but I
1: but those are just that's just like a movie though. Like I guess anime is. That's, series. Like, I can that's deal in with two a movie, hours, right?
0: but yeah, I it's a in an interview I remember reading, um uh Miyazaki comments on uh and I'm sure I mispronounced that name, but um comments on how they have in Japan this there's a word for that idea of like yeah. a pause after something um intense in a story that we don't have a word for in the west um and so i wonder if there's some of that happening it's very like in spirited away it's very overt but i wonder if in general there's just because i mean it's it's strange to say that that because i don't disagree that a lot of it can seem slow from a certain perspective, because a lot of anime has a stereotype for being very like frenetic, like like loud and and boisterous, and in a way yeah, that sure. I agree with that too. Yeah. Seems seems like uh, you know, contrary to our our you know stereotype of Japanese people, very polite and and calm and yeah and and quiet, and you know, some of that's just stereotypes, but I think. um, and and some of it's animation, right? Like our, you know, like Looney Tunes and stuff are more you know, big and exaggerated and loud than than real life. Um but Yeah, I,
1: I think I think I maybe know. I like I I when I see some of these things, and I know it was with Tac on Titan, they establish something like the carrot, right? They mm-hmm. establish that there is a relationship between like humans and titans, some can be titans. You're like, oh my gosh, this is the whole thing. Who are these Titans? And they even set up the story at the very beginning about their attacking the city and what are they doing. But they don't like then they give you that, and then they don't give you anything else for a long time because right. they want to spend time with the characters and the city and the and and that's not putting any of that down. It's just I think it's part of my mental state that mm-hmm. I want to know about this cool stuff and you're just dragging me along. But they're like, no, we're not. We want you to sit here and pay attention to Aaron for a long time yeah. because we like him. And I'm like, okay, but what about the Titans? You know, like, oh, well, that's just, you know, we said that before. <laughs> right. Uh, and a lot of anime does that. Right. I, I even think that like Violet Evergarden does stuff like that. Oh, what, you know, what's the the deal with her hand and the robot girl. And they are really just talking about letters and the family, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, so it's just I think it's just a mental thing of pacing for me, you know, uh, and some. Yeah, I some mean, things that's go quicker
0: for, you know, my version of that is is watching 45 minute or hour long dramas, even if there sure. are superheroes in there. I'm like, oh, come on, you got to you got to do more to hold my attention than this. This is not. Yeah, this is not working for me.
1: I agree. You're right. It, it should be a nice mix. And it's probably because I've raised on Western cinema Sure. that i'm 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 used to you know editing being an important thing and if you just go from point you know go to next point go to next point always make the move and directors in hollywood will tell you like we cut things not because they're bad but we cut them because it did not further the plot right it did not fur- take the take the the viewer from the next thing to the next thing right it, it wasn't helping us out um but i don't think in necessarily a japanese anime that is a needed thing especially since they follow manga so close to the manga right and manga doesn't need to do that
0: yeah and i think sometimes i mean that's a whole different conversation but i think in adaptations a lot of times they will cut stuff in between um it's probably similar to to uh comic books right like comic books have it's it's like a storyboard right so it's different from traditional writing and so you go yeah there was this whole series of chapters that were cool but they were all about this side character that doesn't matter to the main story so let's let's just jump ahead of that but um right yeah anyway, I'm it's, to it's,
1: think... it was a nice little revelation i had i guess yeah, watching it yeah thinking, like it's I, funny. I should i should I look for things that have faster to... pacing yeah it's of... funny
0: yeah. i was gonna i was gonna suggest as a movie i've been wanting to watch um called rashomon mm-hmm. but it's another uh kurosawa uh okay. you know who uh, yeah seven, seven samurai. samurai um so i don't know if after this revelation i mean that was definitely a, a you know a sort of issue with with seven samurai, is that it's long like yeah. there's always stuff happening but it's very long and yeah uh, and it wasn't always
1: going towards the plot it wasn't going towards the
0: yeah some sometimes yeah. like character development or or uh kind of things like it's all very well made but definitely has that kind of relaxed pace that might yeah. uh that might not be All right maybe we'll maybe we'll save that i don't know does that yeah no like, that makes sense yeah
1: yeah Oh cool, right. man i, I think we, i think we got a lot today
0: yeah i thought we were we were I, I thought we were running out of stuff to say but then we got into got into anime for
1: anime there. Well, we hit, hit a lot of subjects today went from marvel stuff to board games to video games and i got a couple of new um Uh, Humble bundle stuff on Steam. I think I'm going to play through some small games. Oh, nice.
0: Nice. Yeah. Hopefully
1: we'll have something to report back on those next week.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 195. Thanks as always to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, If you want to know about movies, board games, everything in between, uh, check them out. I mean, the podcast is all about movies, but LRM Online has articles on all the nerdy geek. Culture, whatever you want to call that. Uh, if you have questions, comments, feedback, recommend to us things to watch and talk about, or whatever, uh, you can email us. That address is frontporchpod, all one word, at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and use the contact forms there for that. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael for Front Porch.
1: Alright, everybody. See you next time.